At least I fixed my toolbar. Only Your toolbar. <laughs> <laughs> Joel, Every time you say toolbar, I, I think about those uh, old web browser toolbars you can install like 20 of them at a time with all the icons and shit. That oh, would... fuck. Yeah, my mom used to do that a lot. <sighs> yeah. Look what I got today. Nope. <clears throat> nope, I that's don't. not good. I downloaded this game called Snood. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Snood. That game was bad. That wasn't bad. It was just full of malware. What's good, Internet? And welcome to session 33 of Super GG Radio, where friends chat about video games and all things adjacent. I am your host and guide into the unknown this evening, Alex Brorona. This week, we take a beating in early adopters, drop some F-words in the backlog blog, and discuss the upcoming video game homework challenge. With me this week is the Prince of the Battle Dab, Conqueror of Three Houses, and will be the first to awaken Link, Joel DeWitt. What's good, Joel? Uh, Link's not the one to awaken. Uh, well, never mind. You'll figure it out. I I might need to brown the boys again to get some time to make some headway on that game. Uh, was I supposed to wake up Link before September ends? No, no. <laughs> That's Billy. Billy. Is it Billy Joel something? Uh, <laughs> Billy just, Joel. Just, just stop. <laughs> just stop. <laughs> also with us this week, after showing me how to goose game like a pro, Eric Getty Gettinger. I can't believe you you could like climb the table and steal the farmer's hat. You really skyrimmed your way up that one. Mm, you know me, Alex. Set the world on fire just to watch it burn. I also dropped the farmer's keys in the lake. Like a real jerk. Mm. Well, instead of talking about the goose game for another 20 minutes, and I know we could, let's move on to some early adopters. We play alphas, betas, and early review codes we got because no one else wanted to review them. Too soon, Joel? Uh, it's, <laughs> that, that is a constant in my personal choice to be involved in that venue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this week, I didn't touch anything, because you guys had your hands full. Joel, tell me about Super Dodgeball Beats. Okay, so before we start here, when you th- hear the word Super Dodgeball Beats, what do you think of? What kind of game do you think that is? Ooh, let me go first. Go for it. So I think of an anime-style game where you just nutshot people the whole time. Closer I- than you might think. Oh. I think Techno Windjammers, but with dodgeballs, with Technicolor Rave Lights and six sick beats. How close am I? So, like, if I didn't take pieces of your guys' answers, you're, you're sort of close, except with the nut shots. No nut shots, oh, as far as I can oh, see. What? Uh, Super Dodgeball Beats is this uh, indie rhythm-based game, and it's it's very simple in structure. So, basically, Dodgeball, you think it's like a competition game with like a team sport thing, and it, it's really not. Like it's kind of misleading that they use that because it's really just the framework in which they put this uh, game together. And the way the game works is that you are a team of four players on the right side of the field pl- facing off a team on the left side of the field, and each button, face button on the Joy-Con, corresponds to each different character on your team. Mm-hmm. And there, there'll there be a backtracking music playing for each individual round of the game you're playing. And it's usually like this sort of upbeat tempo techno uh, 
electronica kind of thing. Think like uh, Dance Dance Revolution, the kind of stuff that you'd hear during that if you my, had played any of that. My workout playlist, got it. Yeah, uh, yeah. But are you playing with other physical, like live existing people, or is it AI? So the game itself only has two modes, as far as I could tell. Sort of a, not really campaign, but like single player mode, and then also a, a multiplayer mode. Okay. No online, it's all local. So if you want to play with other people, you can, but you have to have them in the same room as you to play. Uh-huh. Now, is this actually dodgeball? Do you peg fat kids? Because I don't want to play it. I was always the fat kid. Who are you calling kid? a fat kid? I was the fat kid. <laughs> I'm working on I it. I was the fat kid. <laughs> so, so wait, we were all three the fat kids? I used to be tier one, yeah. So wow. can we just call it like the fat kid podcast from here on in? I feel yep. like you describe most podcasts like that. Oh, Super fat well, kid podcast. Not nice. <laughs> Super fat kid radio. <laughs> and Super listenership K- is down 10%. Su- Super KG radio. There we go. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> um... So that that's the basic structure of like the way the board is set up. And the way it works is that as the song goes on, there are these circles that go around your individual characters that are honing in towards the point where you need to press the button in time with the beat. Mm-hmm. And it's it's kind of like the Guitar Hero thing where you can either do like a perfect, slightly before or after, or completely miss. And the goal of the game is to get as many of those hits as you can uh throughout the song but the the crutch of it or the the catch of it is that it's a competition so there's this bar at the top that has like a floating scale from left to right between your team and the enemy team and what happens is that as you are doing well against your opponent there's this dodgeball icon that'll stay on your side of the bar as you start flubbing and making mistakes that icon will start going towards the enemy side and then when you're at the end of the match Whatever side of the bar that ball is on is who won the match. Now, let's add something into the mitts here. It's not just that, but there are also power-ups. So as you are making successive good time beats, you actually eventually will unlock a power-up on the corner that you can sort of throw at your enemy at a given time. And it's meant to sort of flub them up and screw them up somehow. So, like, there's... Honestly, a lot of them are pretty much just like ways to block your view as you're trying to watch for that icon to circle in so you can hit the beat. And, and Joel, it's, yeah. is is it different between the characters you can select or is it just uh, like a power-up in general? So there are assist characters, and I think there's three total. Uh, okay. And it's, some of them have ones like that. Other ones have ones where they turn your uh, characters into stone, and then if you miss the beat when you're... <laughs> when, and if you miss the beat when you're stone, then it like it doubly hurts you on your bar up top to slide it back towards the enemy. All um, right, so you kind of act like you're like a real tough kid, and then if you screw up, you're like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Right. What happens when you press the button? Do your characters do anything? So, th- I mean, let's get to the aesthetics part. Because, like, this this game has a style, and it's a very distinct anime style. And Ooh, it is... I got it. 
Yeah. So it's it's very it's very cool looking, and it's like I'm not even someone who's super into anime or anything, but like they lean heavily into it. So all your characters are very anime looking. One's this kid with spiky hair. Uh, other one's a, a a girl. Another one's a sort of like a, a chubby guy with like a mohawk thing, and then the other one's like a cat person. And as that circle is honing in on when you're supposed to hit the beat, they all look like they're kind of powering up to do an attack or something. Yeah. Like do they scream? Like, uh, they, don't, they don't actually make vocals, but like oh. you can see, like the animation in their faces, like they were doing it. Well, and does the music like do an upturn? Like, uh... no, no, nothing like that, unfortunately. But like, man, it it is for for an indie game. It's a lot more expressive than I would expect it to be. Like a lot okay. of effort was clearly put into at least the the design of these characters and the way they emote and express themselves in a in a really cool way. Like it's. It's kind of surprising how much effort was put into that, given what this kind of is at the core of it, which is a fairly straightforward rhythm-based game. But, like, I guess in that sense, it makes sense for them to put some sort of thing to, like, shine in some way, because it, it needs some way to distinct itself. And it's it's great, and it's funny in a lot of times, because, like, even if you miss your shot, uh, they'll like have these horrified looks on their faces, and so <laughs> some of them will sort of fall over and, and like pratfall, and it just it, it's so manic on screen and kind of crazy and, and fun. But wait, so when they power they power up and then you hit the button, and what do they do? Basically, they just like finish their <laughs> turn. Like they don't do anything <laughs> after that power up. To be <laughs> honest, while you're playing, so oh, it's wait, so so you're just slowly moving that ball by them powering up yeah so at the end of the match if you win Mm -hmm. they will show like your team all winding up one shot with each of them having a ball in their hand and then them tossing the ball like it's a like a fireball and and then it'll show like the other team getting obliterated and then like a sequence of like you know in uh and like Dragon Ball Z, like when when they die and they're being like shot away by a blast and they're kind of disintegrating and turning like almost silhouetted. Yeah, it does something like that to your enemy at the end of it. Okay, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's really funny. Like it's that style is really what kind of makes it a really cool thing to me. It's not the most uh, sophisticated game. It's kind of annoying how uh, some of the power-ups are just like ways to block your view from the beats because it, it makes it to where like, unless you've really gotten it down packed with the song where the beats coming kind of impossible. And the, the only thing I'll other note otherwise is that the I'm trying to think of how to say this, uh, the bar at the top. So, yep. like, it's not a cumulative effect over the entire span of the song. It, it treats, like, mistakes more of a, like, what have you done for me lately kind of sequence. So, if you're doing perfectly throughout the entire match and you kind of fumble the ball at the 10-yard line, it's going to, like, severely move that ball closer to the enter- your enemy at the end. And it could very well just, like, turn out to be... A game over, even though you did swimmingly the whole time. Hmm. So there's you a know? lot of there's a lot of wild swings. 
Yeah, exactly. So like, if you're starting out and you fumble at the date, it's like fine. You've got time to catch up and stuff. But if things are getting too frantic and you're having a hard time keeping up at the end and the enemy throws uh, power up at you that kind of screws up your vision, you can fumble real bad then just like get screwed badly at the end, which can be kind of agitating. But uh, in the same token, it, it makes it to where you have to stay engaged in the whole round and not to, you know, be too laissez-faire about it do you does that work the other way though that if you all of a sudden start tanking you can kind of bring yourself back up really quick yeah i mean that's exactly it is that the 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 ways you can swing it takes such a little amount to uh turn the ship that it makes it to where there's not really a reason to quit until the end okay joel i have two questions Mm mm-hmm the first one, how much multiplayer have you played? Very little. All right, so that ability to like knock your opponents off the beat or interrupt their view of the timing, I feel like definitely comes into play with the multiplayer. Yeah. So that's your get good factor. Yep. And, and I mean, the, the thing is like the game on single player tries to simulate that when you engage a power up, it's affecting your CPU opponents ability so like their timings will go off and you'll see them screw up and the bar go back in your side from it but uh clearly if you're in the same room with a person it's gonna be much more effective both from a just like you can see them visually screwing up the inputs and then also like just the fun of knowing you're agitating your person you're playing against how much is this uh was it 12 or 13 dollars it's it's in that range it might be a good candidate for the next party game getty well it definitely is. My last question, mm-hmm. how does it compare to the movie Dodgeball? Uh, a lot less mustaches. <sighs> and less throwing th- less throwing of wrenches. And zero Ben Stiller. Zero? Zero. You can get like a, but, a rim but shot by him? There is an announcer that has a really loud, boisterous voice, and when you win or lose at the end of every match, he does this weird belly gyration dance. Ooh. Okay, B minus. The Ben Stiller factor really hurt it, but my Grady scale has also <laughs> a really heavy swings. Tough but fair. Yeah. That was super dodgeball beats. I don't even know what to say. That really wasn't dodgeball at all, but I'm I'm very interested in this game. Well it was dodgeball, but it wasn't what you were expecting. It was one dodgeball shot. It is a <laughs> dodgeball inspired no. No, does that then imply something? It's Influenced. a dodgeball themed game. Okay, there we go. Now, Getty, you got—you uh, were playing a game that I hadn't heard of, Bound by Blades. I, it sounded familiar, and then I looked it up, and it was nothing of what I thought it was. So tell me about Bound by Blades. Oh, I went completely off-sheet this week. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I went on Steam, and I was like, oh, shit, I need to do something. So I found a whole bunch of, you know, the demos that were available. Yeah. And I found this one, because it looked kind of cute, and it had a cat on it. So, Is this just a carryover until Cat Quest comes out? It's already no. out, and he said he's holding off on it. Cat also, Quest is out. And Come also, on. just as a reference, it's getting fantastic reviews. Uh, I think that's Guys, on Apple Arcade. We cannot talk about Cat Quest 2. It might be on Apple I, Arcade. I need this. Okay. I need it to be oh. okay. All right. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. So, All right. So anyway. Safe space. Safe space. Okay. <sighs> All right. So, Bomb by Blades. Oh, God. I'm having cat flashbacks. <laughs> All right, so it's uh, a demo that I played on Steam this last week, and they have Kickstarter backing, so 
if this if any of this sounds interesting to you i encourage you to try and back the people who are making it it's going to be out for phones so both ios and android you can back for that or you can get it on pc and i'll drop you with the price points later but let's jump into it so i was just surfing through i saw this game that looked kind of cool it had some really cool aesthetics and it it had a cat on the cover so i i actually couldn't resist and you're clearly a dog person i am so allergic to cats it's not even funny <laughs> <laughs> like i can pick up a cat and be like oh i love you and then i just break out it's it's awful yeah so very similar this, this is the closest i can get to cats no it's just you want what you can't have i did it uh that's I, yeah i don't want them continue well so the the game you you start it up and it gives you an option to pick three different characters since it's just a demo you only get one selection and it's this young looking cat who is definitely a swordsman the other two uh, don't look like cats but you know without knowing what's going to happen can't really determine it so then it drops you directly into combat and here's where it gets kind of neat you can move around to the four corners of the screen and since i played it on steam you have to use your wasdies to move around so you gotta jump up around down to try and avoid the enemy's attacks and then you just pound e to attack regularly okay so it was kind of a i i actually wasn't expecting it to be like this i thought that it was going to be like cat quest not gonna lie <laughs> and just kind of got blinded blindsided by it uh not gonna lie moving around it was kind of enjoyable so i could avoid enemy attacks so moving up down around you do quick ease for your quick attacks and then you hold them down to do like concentrated charged attacks and then there's also a shield button but i'm not that kind of guy i don't like to shield attacks just okay. just let them attack me it's a lot more fun <laughs> that way it was the same way in chris bell too or chris tales yeah, I, I think I'm that way too. When I play Street Fighter, I don't spend that much time blocking. I just kind of jump in. I know that's why I decimate you. That's that's <laughs> horseshit, and we're gonna, <laughs> we are going to resolve this in, on recording somewhere so we can memorialize it. This really, man, that actually took a turn. I didn't it think it'd be escalated so quick. I'll that's fight awesome. you. <laughs> I found a oh trigger. Oh my god! I found a trigger. Take us out of here. Go. Uh, so anyway. Uh, you can chain your attacks. If you do like a lot of quick attacks in a row, it it attacks continuously, but then you need to dodge because if you get hit too many times, you're going to die staying in the same spot. So it's very easy to open up the game. After that, you move to a town, and here's where it kind of got a little weird and sad for me. Mm-hmm. In the town, there were only a couple of NPCs that you could interact with. Uh, one of them is a fish. He was kind of cute. Uh, he had a lot more to say than the older cat that was in town. And you kind of figured that the older cat would be filled with more wisdom and you'd be like, oh, this is what you need to do to progress. Not not really the case. So they both talk to you. Uh, but the thing that really caught my eye is that with this really gorgeous background in the game, you have these little fruit-shaped objects and they're, <laughs> they're dancing around. 
they have one eye, they have legs, and like there's an apple that's jumping up and down. There's like a blueberry that's walking into stuff. That that really uh, made me feel comfortable with this game. I, I gotta say, I'm, I'm looking at the Kickstarter page now, and this this game is gorgeous. Like it, you know what it reminds me of? Do you guys remember those Richard Scarry books? Yes. Yeah. yeah. That, that that is totally what it's evoking when I'm looking at this, and it's it's doing it really well, and and this sort of uh, color painting kind of style, I really yeah. appreciate that. Mm-hmm. No, that's like my favorite part of the whole game, like the aesthetic of it. The just the art style is gorgeous. The thing that I have a huge problem with is the lack of story at this point. Being that it's a demo and it's still on Kickstarter, I understand that it's going to be something that you need to let grow, but I want a little bit of story. There's a minuscule amount at this point. Yeah, yeah. I really I really like the the way the characters look. Like the, the, It's an attention to detail, because um, in the menu screen, from what I'm seeing, the damage, the armor, your bonuses, it's it's very detailed. Yeah. Oh, and I, I like it. I also that cat's like the cool. I like the totally not Chocobo he's riding too. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you that... don't actually see any of those in the game, but ah. I, I, you know what, Joel, you'll appreciate too that when you upgrade, so when you kill the monsters that they they send you out to fight, you do get items so you can upgrade your character. Yeah. And it changes the appearance of your character. That's my favorite thing. Yeah, that's actually pretty important to me anymore. Like if any more of a game comes out recently and it doesn't have that it's a bit marked against it in my mind like what's the mm-hmm. point i want to see the gear i got right right like that is that is something that i am definitely noticing when i'm playing final fantasy 9 right now and it's it's not fair of me because it's a playstation 1 game but still it's like i i put on this mirror vest it should look like a mirror well do, don't the weapons change they the do. weapons do yeah okay. that's the one thing that does okay so, Bound by Blades, a, a surprise to Getty, huh? Yes, big surprise. You know, I've been on Kickstarter a lot. I backed a couple of games this last year. But I just want to, you know, tell this stories game a little bit. So if you're interested in playing this on phone, you can go ahead and back it for $7 to get your phone access. Or on Steam, you can pay $15 to get access right now. It that looks to be like the right price. It seems... Uh, you see, the thing is, I don't know how I'd feel about playing it on phone. Mm-hmm. I'm more comfortable with having my hands on it, like my whole hands on it. Mm-hmm. So on the phone, I don't know how you would differentiate the blocking from the attacking. Mm, yeah, there'd have you to know be some mean? sort of like touchscreen adjustability. Because maybe there would be like an attack button on the left side and a block button on the right side. But then you also have to be able to move your character around the rectangle of the screen to get yeah. to the different spots where they can they can avoid attacks or attack from. Hmm. We'll have to shout out to them, see if they have an answer. I'm, I'm interested. Yeah, yeah. they're a couple of years off from releasing it, so... If you find this interesting, I definitely encourage you to go ahead and try and back it on Kickstarter. It's, it's an indie, and, you know, we love our indies on this podcast. That we definitely do. Well, I, don't, I know I do. I don't know about you, too. Hey, <laughs> come on. Uh, 
Joel, I, I was gonna say, Cat, I, I think yeah, Cat <laughs> Quest was a surprise to me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play Cat Quest. Yes, and I, I will probably play this game. I, I think that's on Apple Arcade. Let me check here. Hey, yeah, it is. It totally is. So yeah, oh, I, I guess, I guess I will too. <laughs> nice. And you could find out, right? You could find out how what the the functionality is, the touchscreen. Right. Yep. Awesome. Now, Joel, uh, real quick, I wanted to uh, circle back just one last bit here before we continue. Mm-hmm. Super Dodgeball Beats, you reviewed this. Uh, who did you review this for? Uh, Nintendo World Report. So if you guys were to go over to the Nintendo World Report website, you could find Super Dodgeball Beats Review by Joel DeWitt. And you played this on Wii U, right? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's not a thing anymore? No, no, it was the 2DS XL. Oh, okay. Hey, there we go. Yeah. Light. I was looking around like XL light. Wait, what? So switch. I could take. See, neither of you took this serious again. I'm cutting your pay this week again. Who? Who is getting paid? Alex, you know we're not supposed to mention the P A Y in front of G E T T Y. And this seems to be like a conversation for the break. So let's take one, and we'll be back in a few. And we're back. Back with the news. Not all the news. Just the news worth us giving lukewarm takes on. Lukewarm. Like that yeah. like that hot pocket that you put in the microwave and it just uh it just heats the outside a tiny bit, but the center is just frozen solid. No, Joel, it's when you cut open a tauntaun and throw your best friend Luke into that. Yeah, that's with- one w- warm Luke. Mm-hmm. Luke warm. Yep. Well right. done. That's that's pretty good. I also was just going to say, was he the best friend or was he just like the annoying little brother of the girl he was trying to get with? Best friend. Too real for you. PlayStation Now prices dropped to $60 for a year. Ooh. Or $10 a month. And cheaper than what I paid for Metal Gear Kevin. And let me tell you, I don't think they gave me a refund. Nope. Mm-mm. Don't I, care. Uh, th- this is the value of competition. And just, I, I can't wait until they offer six months for $5. I would That'll so probably, be into that. That would probably never happen. They, they've been really stuck up with their pricing on it. And I don't, I don't blame them. Like, they've, they've been hesitant to move anyway. And given their position in the market, I doubt they're going to go all wholesale in it like Xbox is. But cool thing, definitely. I agree. It's definitely a neat thing. Uh, it and it kind of does make it worth it because the, they do have games on there that I don't have. Given mm. I have a lot of PlayStation Four games, and some of those games I don't want, but there are some. <laughs> there are some. It's it's again like Xbox Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, next, Sony announced full support of crossplay, which generally means that they allow it now fully for any developer to throw it in their game. Right, so the, so the clarification is that they're no longer being a wall to any developer that would want to have cross-play between the different consoles and PC, which before they were very much a walled garden for this stuff. Uh, commonly stuff like, uh, was it Fortnite that originally like opened up cross-play and then turned it off and then claimed like, oops, we didn't mean to? Yeah. I think it might have been them. Yeah, yeah. And, and then after that, 
Rocket League developer Psionics were just like, hey, we'd kind of like to get some of that crossplay, you know, just a little bit. So I guess enough pressure has shown up on them. And I, another one, real happy about, there needs to be no more gating off between players on this stuff. But to be fair, this is very interesting in the way that that's a modern day take. In if you go back one generation, that conversation is a no question like, no, that'd be weird. Why would PC players play with PS4 players or PS3 players? And 360 players are should be separated from PS3. Like it was a whole different like conversation. I mean, it's almost like six or seven years have passed and the landscape of gaming has changed. Guys, Stadia is less than a month away and you'll be playing games on your cell phones as a screen. I really got to cancel Game Pass. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is too much. Are, are you going to play Destiny on PS or uh, PS uh, pl- uh, PC? <laughs> I'll be oh, playing Joel, it on Stadia. I'll be killing you on my PlayStation Four while you play on your tiny Stadia screen. Mm-hmm. You do realize those work for other screens, right? Like TVs. All right, so I'm going to take my customized, professionally made controller. And I'm it's going bright, to it's bright bow, bow snipe you through a wall while you're thinking about, hey, did I put the kids down too early tonight? And then, bow to the head. Arrow this to seems the head. personal. Well, one, the never, kids never go down too early. They they go precisely when they're supposed to. Well, uh, Joel, to- you'll go down too early. Oh, <laughs> man, it is fight Joel day, and I love it. Well, I, I at least know I can beat you. Alex, it's it's destiny. Daddy has the clear upper hand. He just he has too many hours put into it. Your guile's weak, and let's move on. Who says I play as guile? <laughs> Do we need any more Randy Pitchford news? Nope. Let's skip it. Uh, really? Yes. Okay. Just don't just don't mess with Troy Baker. He's a cool guy. Uh, is he? Yeah. Yeah. He's okay. a really cool guy. All right. Next, Demon Souls remastered, rumored again. It's like again, again. They they keep saying this now. They're like, "Oh, your Demon Souls might get remastered." People are talking about it, and then it's like, "No, it just goes away." So this is like the the third time I think I've heard that rumor. But this is this is like the only Souls game that I'm kind of interested in if they re-release it. Because you haven't played it. Actually, Uh I did play it, and I played it for a little while and got into it. Uh, I just it was one of those things where I. I dropped it, not because I wasn't having fun, but because life got in the way, and I never picked it back up again. Well, you uh, know, life does find a way. I like Dark Souls better. But I haven't played three, so and I think my all-time is Bloodborne. <laughs> <sighs> Next one. Brain Age. I sounded like Hartwig for a second. Brain Age, <laughs> now for the Switch. Joel, you ready to bring this to the boys? No. Why not? Yeah, absolutely not. Why? They can you can teach them maths. This thing should have stayed on the DS's where it belonged. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have a problem with it, but like it's it is decide, decidedly something you want to play in your hand. And I guess if you have a switch light, it's like, yeah, that's fine. Um what what's funny is like my distinct memory of Brain Age was back when Kelly and I were still dating and she lived in New York, uh I went out to visit her. And I was deathly sick, but I had my DS, and I remember being on the train and letting her play Brain Age on my DS while I was sitting there hacking and going through, like, 20 Kleenexes on the train. All right. That's love. 
folks. That's love. Also, to be mm-hmm. fair, brain age is probably better than hands-on dick. <laughs> yeah, he uh-huh. said hands-on, and I was like, uh. Yeah, I don't know. The pocket dictionary. Oh, yeah, Heck. that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying, hands-on dick. <laughs> yeah, where's he going with this? It's for DS. I, I was uh, real confused for a second. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the team that brought you Mario and the Mario and Luigi series, Alpha Dream, have filed for bankruptcy. I want to talk to you about this one, Joel, because you are a our Nintendo guy. What do you think about this news? Uh, I mean, it's sad. I, I never actually played the Mario and Luigi games. Like my my Mario RPG stuff ended with uh, the Thousand Year Door. But everything I know about that series is that it's always had really great writing. They've always done a good job of turning stuff on their head when it comes to like the conventions of what you expect from Mario and the characters in the world. So it's kind of a bummer that they went down because even though I think some of the recent games didn't sell well, it's been kind of... We're at a point right now where Nintendo... They they still take weird chances, but not in the same ways. So you'll see you'll see stuff like Labo or that Rain Fit Adventure stuff. But there was a good long while where they would also make these kind of like not quite triple A, but like middle ground games where they try to get inventive and strange, and they've kind of ceded ground to the indies uh, in their space. Which like still a lot of great games from indies, but there's something to say for like Nintendo using a lot of their heritage and characters and stuff and being really creative and funny with it yeah i i i remember the one that was was it bowser's inside story or bar yeah that was one of them and i heard really good things about that one well yeah the whole idea i think was like they went inside bowser and controlled him from the inside for certain parts like it's (laughs) yeah it's just they they get real weird in a way that they don't usually allow the mainstream mainstream games to be yeah well Mario RPGs are usually, in my opinion, a lot of fun. So, kind of, kind of miss that from the SNES days. Yeah, yeah, and like I said I played the GameCube one, and that was really good. And it's uh, one I wish they'd re- at least re-release. But yeah, it's it's sort of a gap in their history now. Well, yeah, I think that they're probably you know it'd be good. That'd be a good remaster collection. Ooh. You know, it was rumored that they went bankrupt while working on a Switch game. Ooh, see, now Ugh. that's what we need. Like a Bowser's Inside Story and like two other games. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We'll see. Maybe they'll come to light eventually. Last bit of news, Destiny 2 free-to-play. That was for you, Getty. Yes, it was. So, uh, actually, Steve kind of figured out about this because it would not allow him to download the full version of Destiny 2 with the updates onto his PlayStation 4. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. Yeah. Well, he was like, I freed up all this space, and I was like, nah, bro. You gotta make sure that you have it for the original disc, too. (laughs) Otherwise, you're not gonna have enough space. And he's like, no, I just want to use the disc. Like, sorry, that's not a thing anymore. Nope. No. All going digital. Yeah. It's really... Like, I I keep uh, reminiscing about, like, I don't like a lot of digital things. There's very few things that I do. Mm-hmm. But, man, I, I do find it very convenient so that, you know, if you don't have any of the new content for this game, <coughs> Joel, <coughs> Alex, you could probably <laughs> just join us where we're at and we could do some of the raids. Well, we you, could, you need yeah. to help me level up a little bit first. So Guys, uh, I don't have a life. <laughs> outside of this podcast and maybe work but let's let's never mention work 
Yeah. All right. I'll I'll raise the destiny flag sometime soon here. Um, yes. The, you know, the funny thing about it for me is that usually my threshold of like deciding if it's worth doing digitally or physically is around two things. Like one, do I want this thing on the system at all times so I can just jump into it whenever? And two, if it's so wholly online focused that a disc is worthless, then I'll go digital. So like I, I bought not Shadow Keep but the collection with all the DLCs and stuff to catch up mm-hmm. physically, but the only reason I did that was because it was like fifteen bucks cheaper than buying digitally. So like that'd be like the third threshold if it was just cheaper that way. Yeah, so, but now yeah. you didn't even have to pay for that, so uh, and we had our discs back from release, so that's kind of the the pain that we're dealing with. See, I go digital when it's a game that I want to swap between, like relatively quickly, and I know that like, it's not a game I'm going to stick to. Yeah. So, so usually, like indie games, I like I want to go between two different indie games. I'll just download them both digitally, and I can hop between them. If I have to keep swapping out discs, I'm over it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's goes to carts and anything else, but. That was some news to get us thinking. Only a matter of time before Joel's kids realize he's getting older and ground him from her from the switch. They're already plotting his death. Let's take some time out for ourselves and take another break. back back for the backlog blog where we play games that have been staring us in the face while we play the same online multiplayer games we've been sucking at for years hey i'm good at destiny 2 yeah but i'm not i'm not good at apex legends that's for sure (laughs) and there's evidence this week in the backlog blog we're sticking to the f's f u i'm playing fury (laughs) furry yeah, I read it as fu- furry. I don't... They don't make it clear. It doesn't uh-huh. mean anything. It's F-U-R-I. Fury. 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 I'd like to get a citation on the pronunciation of this. I'm going to look it up What, what does the developer say? <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find out. I want to know. Also, uh, how many man-beast characters are there in the game? One furry how many dragon ball fighters e tournaments have they won (laughs) unclear unclear good good pull joel unclear good pull unclear that's good that's good i like sonic fox okay fury a boss a boss rush game that's like it's you, you basically have to practice memorization just memorizing a pattern over and over and over game that's just the basis of the game first off this is the art, uh, the artist who did uh, the artwork and the anime for Afro Samurai. If you haven't seen that one, hmm. uh, I, I have. I have not. Uh, it's a samurai going from place to place and fighting people, but like basically like bosses. And the the he's got a a guy hanging out with him with a weird voice who's talking to him, and the person talking both voices of the main character and his the person hanging out with him are Sam Jackson. That's the one thing I do remember for hearing about yeah. that, though. Sam Jackson. Yeah, it's really it's really good, and uh, Art of Amphro Samurai was really good as well. 
And if I haven't emphasized enough, artwork really sells me in games. A la Darksiders and whatnot. So the, the artwork is phenomenal, top-notch. It starts off, uh, you are a character in a prison, in an interstellar space prison, and you were broken out by a guy in a giant mascot-style rabbit hat. Rabbit head. Furry? Fury. <laughs> Fury. Yeah, Fury. F- furry. And he breaks you out and hands you a samurai electric, electric futuristic samurai sword and a laser pistol. Baller. Your abilities are a dash dodge, the laser pistol, a deflect parry. It's one button, but it deflects or parries, and a sword swing. That's your tools, and then it goes real quick where it's walking simulator, where this guy in the bunny costume is trying to very vaguely explain the situation, where you have to, there are ten jailers, and you have to go between each section of the space prison and kill the head of the jail, the head of the jail, and then move on to the next one. And it's a walking simulator where you're walking between each interstellar planet jail. And that guy's talking, talking to you, telling the story. And it's interesting. You could actually just press one button and it auto walks for you. Hmm. Wait, which it's seriously a walking simulator. Like then you walk up to the first jailer. Okay. Here we there's go. dialogue. And then now you're top down in a bullet hell shooter. All right. That's better. Yeah, uh, each part. Ba- yeah, you'll see life bars, your life bar, and then their life bar, and then at the bottom of it they have little squares. Like you have, you have three squares, and they'll have five squares. Those squares represent your life, your lives, and their squares is their phases. You have to beat every single phase of theirs, and if you get killed, it resets their latest phase. That's funny. I'm, I'm watching a gameplay video of this right now too, and it I didn't real near feel out of this. Yes, yes. Ooh. That's funny. Yeah, and it's it's a very good game. And it's it's several phases of different bosses, and each one's a very specific pattern teaching you the basics. So you'll have somebody who does a, who does a laser beam, and you have to dodge through it. Then they'll do a bunch of bullet hell stuff, and you have to shoot through them and then hit them at an angle. And then the next phase, it'll be triple laser beams, and the whole screen will be filled with bullets. It just kind of, like, builds upon itself. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes... There'll be a one-on-one combat segment of the phase where you have to just parry, dodge your sword swings, and then attack them. And it's kind of tense because it's just like one-on-one. So it's actually really interesting, these one-on-one phases where you're just one-on-one with them and you just have to dodge, attack, and parry at the right moments. You can't use your laser gun in these one-on-one sections of the boss, but you have to go through all five phases and you have to keep your three lives. And then once you defeat that boss, walking simulator time to the next boss. Hmm. Yeah, now, and it's, the the switch to walking simulator is it kind of a welcome change of pace after you get through the boss segment, or does it feel kind of plodding like you're trying to just push through it to the next beat? Dude, I my hand was cramping. My <laughs> hand was cramping. Like that's not a joke. Like I like um, I think it was Tuesday. Beth went to bed, and I'm in bed playing the Switch, and like I'm just like clawing this. I'm like, oh my god, not again. No, I'm going to beat this. Fi- no, okay, okay mm. i got to restart from the whole... Because again, you lose your three lives. You're not starting from the beginning of a phase. You're starting it over entirely. Oh, really? Wow. So if a boss has got six phases, I'm getting stuck on the sixth, but I have gone through so many times that mm. I have now the first five phases memorized. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, and again, you c- the, the speed run, I think, on this is like 20 minutes or something. 
because uh, there's 10 bosses and then a bonus, I think it's DLC, hidden ending boss, mm-hmm. which gives the story a little bit of a twist. But uh, it's you trying to get out of this prison and each boss is very different in theme. There is a, a ghost lady sniper and you have to go find her as she's hiding around. There's a, a I think it's a roller skater girl with speakers and giant headphones blasting beats and just running away from you. There's an ancient samurai dude who has who one of his weapons is just a boat oar and he parries everything you do so you have to figure out how to get around his parries while he parries you with a boat oar. <laughs> yeah, I saw a picture of that. <laughs> yeah. So the artwork's great and I I would recommend this game especially considering that it's such a simple premise, it's on everything and it's it's just a, a very good practice and memorization that just leads to a lot of fun and interesting like boss battles and the artwork's cool and it doesn't overstay its welcome yeah the the character design looks pretty cool too here like the the main character th- there's something about like a character with like white hair or gray hair that i find really appealing and i'm not sure if it's just like the, the usual contrast between like that color and a lot of characters usually have darker clothing so it has a cool contrast but the guy has like this dark outfit with a red cloak or something and then this long white mane of hair and it just it's a really cool design yeah i love the artwork i like the bosses every single one was very different there was some frustrations mm-hmm. as there will be but yeah yeah i i liked it and i would i would tell i would recommend this to anybody i'm pretty sure it's cheap now i'm it, it was it wasn't an expensive game i yeah. had it on Vita, and I never got around to it, so I picked it up on Switch, and it played great. I think I had a couple frame rate drops, but mm-hmm. yeah, nothing. looks like looks like regular price is twenty for it. But I, I imagine if it's an older game, yeah, wait for a yeah. sale. That's too steep for you. It will get to ten dollars. It will. That's a fact. And at Steam, you could probably find it for five on on the right day. So sure, yeah. That was me and Fury. Fury, furry, F- Fury. But now we're on to the second two Fs, Final Fantasy. Getty, you told me that you were playing Final Fantasy VIII, the remastered on Switch. Yeah, I played Final Fantasy VIII this week on the Switch. Uh, Alex, what did you play Furry on? I played it on the Switch. Hmm. Yeah, it's uh, the preferred platform of the on-the-go mail right now. Agreed. What what inspired Final Fantasy VIII though? Just I mean I know you've played these before and you hadn't even mentioned it, so I was like, wait, wait, wait what? You played eight? Alex, you know that eight is my jam. Is eight like your personal favorite out of the series? Or eight I think it is. Definitely is. I'm sorry, guys. I'm definitely a Final Fantasy VIII fan. I feel like that's an odd duck choice, but I support it because I don't think it was a bad one. Well, I am a very odd duck, you know. At least you didn't choose like thirteen. That's nobody's favorite. 13 is okay in small doses, but it was really really a pillar to get over. Agreed. Not a hill, a pillar. Literally, you have to climb up it, fall a bunch of times, and then maybe you get through the story. Do you ever read what happened in the story after, though, with X2 and uh, 13-2 and 13-3? Yeah, no, I I played it. I'm so ashamed of myself. she She becomes a bouncer outside of a bar in heaven. I'm like, so lost in this conversation right now. You know, Joel, Final Fantasy VIII. <laughs> so anyway, Let's go. 
after you finish nine, which will never happen. Shut up. <laughs> uh, you might I'm closer be than you think. I, are you? Okay. All right. Yeah. So I'll just shut my mouth on that, but mm-hmm. I will definitely talk about Final Fantasy VIII. So I, on a side note, I finally beat Three Houses, Fire Emblem. Nice. And then I started this bad boy up. So it is definitely one of my favorite Final Fantasies. It has the active turn-based ATB system so that when you enter combat, you have to watch your attack bar fill up in order to attack. But in true Final Fantasy uh, confusory, you need to make sure that once you start the first battle, you have your guardian forces I, like a very smart person, made sure to download my first two Guardian Forces from the computer terminal at the start of the game. You mean GFs? Uh, We will call them GFs. I just wanted to say Guardian Forces a couple times before we switch over to the abbreviation. I think it's more awkward to say GFs. (laughs) Oh, okay. Explain like a minute here. Guardian Forces are... Summons. Your summons. That's what I assumed, but I just want to make sure. But your summons... uh, You played seven, yeah? Yep. They're kind of like your materia. So in order for you to gain skills like that, or at least mm-hmm. be able to use the different abilities, you have to have them equipped. Mm-hmm. So now, now mm-hmm. the other the just just to kind of get uh, this out of the way, Joel. The big difference here, which was them trying to take a real far departure from any of the other Final Fantasies, is that the way you obtain magic is that every enemy has magic. And you would steal it from them as an item. Oh yeah, the draw system. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually, I, I have not played this myself very much, but there was a, a summer where I was hanging out with a friend and he was playing this a bit. So I, I've got a little bit of secondhand knowledge of that. That and uh, the summons, how you have to uh, button mash in order to sort of power up the summon as they're going through their animation. Gave me blisters. Right. Uh, May. Yes. My, my friend uh, definitely had a turbo button that he exploited for that. <laughs> nope, I did it myself. I had blisters. But there's a max you can hit. You can only yeah, get up to 255 is. on that. So And I oh, hit okay. it every time. Oh, <laughs> every time. Yeah. Is that why you're so good with the ladies? Because you could hit the, the max every time? I hit that button as fast as possible. It mm-hmm. doesn't work that way. Well, you have to ladies. find the button first. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. You <laughs> we were trying to see who could break first on that one. Oh, I didn't. I, I, I know. I feel I'm still like straight going, faced. I feel like going as fast as you can is not the best way to approach. It that. is absolutely Ooh. not not the best way. <laughs> well, if you're summoning a guardian force or a GF, yes, that's definitely the best approach because you don't want it to. You want to make sure you hit that maximum before the summon is over. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you don't get the the damage output that you want. Yeah, yeah. But so, if you're a beginner at the game, I'll give you a little bit of hint here. Uh, when your instructor asks you to activate your terminal to study more, you can actually draw two of the, the guardian forces, and these are essential for the game. So once you get the GFs, you equip them to your characters, and then they grant them certain abilities, like use magic, use items, or you can draw magic from other monsters, like Alex was saying. And that's like a huge part of the game. You need to be able to draw the magic out of other monsters or characters in order to use it or to supplement your characters. Mm-hmm. Because you can link 
the certain magics to your character. So you have your basis, basic statistics like attack, magic, spirit, um, defense. I want to say defense. Maybe not. And heart. No. No. Get out of here. <laughs> no. Captain Planet's dead. <laughs> Always has been. Oh, oh yeah. it is now. Don't worry. Uh, but in order to supplement those characteristics, you equip magic to them. So if you're a jackass, like I am, you spent the first couple of hours playing the card game, Triple Triad, in-game, in order mm-hmm. to get enough cards so that you could create the the magic that you needed in order to like buff your characters way too much. You have no idea how long I've been hunting for a mobile port of just Triple Triad. I found four or five bootleg-ass versions over the last couple of years, yep. but it's never been quite the same. Alex, I physically have at least at least my face character set here in my house. Do you have enough for two decks? Ooh. Uh, I, hold on. Alex, do, right, we, do we have a camera right. that we could put over a table for extra life? 100%. Hmm. Nope. I just have enough for my set. So Damn if you it. wanted to... But I have like a stacked. I so back in the day, not to not to date myself or talk about how nerdy I am, but I'm totally gonna do that. Um, I I really love this game. So when they said they were gonna release cards for it, I definitely went out and bought a whole bunch of packs. Sure. So I have a, a Laguna face card. I have a Squall face card. I have Odin, Cerberus, and Diablo. So. I remember Diablo in game being clinch, or at least uh, in like Final Fantasy VIII. He's uh, he has more of the like demi magic, so it helps to reduce everybody's no. health. No, I meant the card. The card was like my one of my first great cards in Final Fantasy VIII, and I used that son of a bitch like none other. Oh well, hmm. you know, Alex, you have to. So if you're you're really good a pro at it, you know, not to like brag or make myself seem like oh, i'm totally Spit it a jackass. out getty no no i'm a jackass so <laughs> you know what i did so i'm just gonna break it down for you guys uh i'll break I'm, it down all right so final fantasy 8 i love this game but the card <laughs> game this is this is where i excel so i have this special ability where i'm a terrible person and you start the game you get like five starter cards from some dude upstairs and uh, he's like oh yeah just use these to to play a game if you want to, go downstairs. There's this kid that runs around Balam Garden. You mm-hmm. stop him. You can actually win Minimog from him. So Minimog is a pretty powerful card to get off the bat. Uh, he's got nines at top and bottom. So once you get that, you can go over. You get your Ifrit card after you complete the challenge from doing that examination for your seed character. Okay. And then you can just run the board. Uh, I actually already have Quistus. You can get that one from running over to the to the cafeteria. There's a couple of Treppy fans who are uh, big into this uh, teacher. Oh yeah, the Trep, uh, the yeah Quistus. Uh-huh. I remember that. Okay. So I already have that card. Um, yeah. I was really trying to get my max weapon. But man, this game, it's really gating me. I 
I really thought that I'd be able to just, like, cheese the game and, like, in the past, like, get all my good weapons right up front, but it's not, uh, it's not gonna let me. You literally found this out, like, half an hour ago. And you yeah, were, right you before we started upset, recording. Yeah. I was super <clears throat> pissed, because I should be able to get the Punishment, which is the second best weapon in the game, so I could start using level 3 Limit Breaks for Squall. And, uh, Joel, so you didn't play the whole game, right? No, I did not. All right, so the characters, they have different limit breaks, Mm -hmm. and they're kind of based on different aspects of how far you are in the game, or if you're able to find items. So, for example, Squall, his limit break is based around his gun, gun blade. Mm -hmm. Quistus, her limit break is based around blue magic, so if you get different items from enemies after you defeat them, or you cheat and get them through the cards... You can level up her limit break. Uh, and then Rhinoa? Yes, hers, but, yeah, Rhinoa. Hers are based around magazines. So hers are, <laughs> she has this dog called Angelo. And uh-huh. if you find different like dog trick magazines, she teaches the dog to do different tricks. Like heal everybody or run right through this guy or, you know, do something crazy. Cujo. He's a, he's a good pup. Angelo's a good pup. Oh yeah, I can't wait to get that card either. I'm I'm definitely going to play this as a game and a card game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But for you uh, pros out there, I will definitely admit that uh, I had a couple of missteps in my first approach to the seed exam. So this is like kind of my thing, and it's kind of weird, but the characters in the game are all these kids who are part of an academy for mercenaries yeah that's actually one of the things i dug as a kid when this came out (laughs) so you're a whole bunch of like teenagers in high school and you're like yeah man i'm totally gonna like grow up to be a badass mercenary and it's like child uh, soldier super cool (laughs) yeah like this is i am in like i don't know how i feel about this like even growing up i was like uh should should (laughs) Like, but you're going to kill a lot of people, and you're like, 18? Like, that's cool. Uh, Like, I'm going to go work at Walmart. Yeah, I mean, what what concept of consequences of battle do you have when you're, like, 16, 17, 18, really? What, is this Metal Gear Solid? <laughs> uh, Save it. Yeah. <laughs> nah, nah uh, uh, so, so, yeah, anyway, um... Like, granted, uh, there's a couple of things that I've noticed uh, besides them gating me with my gunblade upgrades. Uh, they also <laughs> kind of dogged it on the texture packages. They decided that they were only going to upgrade or at least remaster the things in certain mm-hmm. scenes that they needed to. So in some of the scenes where it does, like, the pan away, only the characters that are moving around or controlled by you have been remastered. The rest of it is still the the plain landscape. All right, so it's a little bit of a budget title in the way that they remastered it. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, I'm enjoying myself so far. Uh, Sans, them trying to stop me from breaking the game. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's a function of them, like, deliberately making that choice, or as they were remastering this thing, they changed something that, like, prevented you by accident? Well, I feel I feel like that it has to be deliberate. In some ways, they actually did me a favor because 
back in my day, in order to unlock some of the GF's abilities, you had to grind it out, like, extremely. So, the card ability, in order to turn character or turn monsters into cards would be like 200 ap so ap are gained from killing monsters now it was not it wasn't even close to as high it was ridiculously cheap yeah you know grinding your gfs is fun at start but then it just kind of gets tiring after a while it starts to chafe you you marry them and then you have kids and then they take up all your switch time right joel (laughs) (laughs) my kids might have played more lanes awakening than i have so far i'm not sure well, maybe they'll uh, wake Link before September. Oh, no, it's October. No, we, we already did that one. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> that joke was already spoken. Well, well, <laughs> I guess I guess that's, that's good enough. Hi, that was some Final Fantasies and some Fury. F- Fury. Now, on to a bonus, probably one-time segment. I think we'll start ac- actually asking guests. I wish I knew how to quit you. I almost did the accent and I'd stop myself. I felt like that might be rough. <laughs> no? So what is this exactly? I wish I knew how to quit you is a new segment that's a real short uh, blurb, just conversation. What is it something in gaming or a gaming series that no matter how bad or crappy it gets... You can't seem to quit. Getty, you jumped at the gun of this one. You had a really, you were like, had one locked and loaded. Tell me about yours. Uh, so, I knew, I wish I knew how to quit you. I just am a sucker for punishment, and I really wish that I would stop doing this. I feel like I can platinum everything. <laughs> and in reality, <laughs> I can't, even though I've done some, like, punishing platinums. Dude, that Fallout 4 one was way too much. I don't know why you did that. Fallout 4, Skyrim. Like, I have punished myself. And then, like, I wake up and I'm like, oh, yep, I can definitely just platinum this game. It's going to be no problem. And then I just feel compelled to to explore every inch of every map. And I think that that's why I only got halfway through Witcher 3. I was like, yeah, I can just, like, go through every... Nope. Nope. Is, really is there something? Need... Is there something about having like the e cred or just like being able to like one hundred percent checklist a game that you're striving for, or are you having fun while trying to find and finish these things? I am just going with the Lord of the Rings thing here. Like, it's not about the beginning or the end. It's it's about the journey along the way. So if I can experience every single ounce of it, then I want to. Mm-hmm. but it's just nowadays the games they're so long they can be punishing i mean alex played darksiders 2 for like 15 minutes and he was dying last week <laughs> <laughs> he was in was so like, much pain it was like 25 hours it was like over four keep, months it keeps escalating he said did it you, was 22 did you, hours over 
like six months. Uh, but the, no, the did you platinum Darksiders one and two? I did not. You know the thing that you, you probably could. You know prevented me from doing Darksiders <laughs> one is you have to throw a, and that just proves how much of a jackass I am. That you have to throw a car at one of the helicopters in the opening sequence. Otherwise, I would have platinum this game. <laughs> wait, wait! You just wait. You failed at it. I weighed my options of re-downloading the game. And not downloading the game, and I was like, you know what? I'm just finally gonna let it go. You finally turned up. That's a Wait. weird one to turn. Wait, is that the only one you're missing? On the PlayStation Three, if I booted it up today. It's no, the no, only you need to get the I'm missing. You need to just finish this. No, we we found Daddy's limit break. <laughs> uh, but booting up an old console. Mm-hmm. Oh no, mm-hmm. it's it's in the other room. But I'm I'm not. Like I just have to let stuff go. Maybe Otherwise, it was a. Maybe it was like a Witcher data th- limit, like data limit break. <laughs> like Witcher 3, yes, don't do that. But you gotta throw a car at a helicopter and boom, platinum trophy, man. I'm saying Alex, engage you, in the addiction. You have to let stuff go sometimes. And that's that's what this segment is about. I just, I need to learn how to quit. And sometimes you just have to walk away from it. You, you know, there's, I, I apologize enough for Nintendo stuff sometimes, but... The one thing I do appreciate about Nintendo's being behind the curveball and some of the stuff is that they forewent trophies or uh, achievements and stuff because it makes it a lot easier to, to not even bother looking. Because I, I totally do your point. Like, if you're playing a game and you're enjoying it, and then you look at the trophies out of curiosity and be like, hmm, I beat this game once, but like, I'm only 20% away from having a, the platinum. What, what's left? Like, it, it's, it's tempting to dump more time into a game just to, like, check off the boxes and even if you're not enjoying yourself so if they don't exist there you can much more easily not have that kind of compulsion you know yeah and i think that's kind of why i end up planning games is only because i just i'm still enjoying it and that game it's kind of the same reason why sometimes i will buy like i always say don't buy a game first when it first comes out wait for reviews but there are some games where i just there's even been games I've gotten for free, and then I'm like, I'm going to buy this game because I want to support those people. And that's where it comes down to is that uh, playing a pl- getting a platinum for a game is me supporting a game and me saying, hey, I really like this game. Is that what you wish you knew how to quit? Paying for games? Yeah. Mm, no, because some of those people deserve my money. <laughs> so what yep. do you want to quit? Uh, well, I'm actually going to hold on to that, and I'm going to... Because this segment was a really good conversation... I'm going to hold it to that for now and oh, move on to our next one. No. Joel, well, me and you will save one for another day. Fair. But our last segment before one last thing, so I guess our second to last segment, video game homework. We're bringing it back. Yeah. Yeah. It's time for Joel to suffer. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's not the point of this at all. <laughs> That's it's not the point all of this at all. suffer. I- yeah. No, this is a good one. The Last of Us, the Naughty Dog Classic, in contention for Game of the Generation, countless awards. Let's go, baby. Didn't we Time- announce this last week's episode? I thought Daddy Shamed announced it. Oh, you wish. Nope. This is official now. It's especially since it's now on PS Plus for our listeners to play. I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready to go through that intro a third or fourth time here. Yeah, my brother cried. Yeah. So it's a it's an emotional it's an emotional beginning. I got pretty teared up too. Uh, time to beat.com has it at 15 and a half hours. So I'd say strap in for at least probably around 20 
just because we're not speedrunning this son of a bitch. Yeah. Uh, it should be good. I like I like this game a lot, and I'm excited for part two. And uh, I, I definitely will replay this. And I think Getty said you want to make Steve play it. Mm-hmm. And I want to know if we're <laughs> going to add any fun challenges to this. Because I know mm. that I have at least played through it once, officially. Okay, what fun challenges? What, do you want to have, put them in survival mode? Uh, that's that's sadistic. That's that's not fun. <laughs> I was thinking uh, every time somebody dies, you have to do something stupid, or... I, uh, we could do a... We could, do a, we could make this a fit club. Every time you die, do, do five push-ups. Five? Yep, and I'm holding you, Joel, to it. Uh, isn't, I, isn't like 10 a standard? That, I died no, but a it, lot when I played this a long time ago. And that's quit. what I'm saying. <laughs> You're trying to hurt me. <laughs> that's what I said. Five push-ups. What do you say? <sighs> All right. Yeah, we have it. The challenge is every time we die playing The Last of Us, you do five push-ups. All right, Joel, uh, when you get to that first clicker, um, I'll, I'll give him some pro tips here. Oh, also, also I, want, I, want, I want you to do push-ups when Steve dies. I'll do push-ups when Steve dies, but okay. as a pro tip, Joel, when you get yeah. to the first clicker, you have to kill him with your gun. You okay. cannot sneak up on him. That that explains a lot, now that I think about it, because I think that's about where I stopped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not even very far. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sure it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. And my first thought was just like, wait, why do people like this game so much? This sucks. <laughs> oh, God, the story, the just the environments... The aesthetic of the whole experience, the music—it's—it's it's gorgeous. You just I mean, that, have to take it all in. That's Naughty Dog in a nutshell, right? And one of the main characters' name is Joel, so you should feel at least some kinship. I—I I think I'll be oddly confused. Let's that one. <laughs> Joel, I haven't—I haven't met a lot of Joels actually. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah. Well, I look forward to this. And I look forward to some good, honest reactions from Joel. I think we're going to change his mind on this one because he hates this game and said everything about it. I, is I don't hate I hope it. So. I hate that I'm bad at it. There's a difference. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, one last thing. This is where we give one final statement as we head into the weekend. And also, one final statement as you guys, the listeners, head into the week. My one last thing. Still looking for my next game after Darksiders and Fury. I, I went, I'm like a third away through Prey, and that game's real scary, guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I can't, like, play that at night. I hear you. I hear you. I'm with no. you. So I only play it in the mornings, so that cuts down on that game time, so I gotta figure something else out. Maybe this Dragon Quest 1 I just bought for $5 on the Switch. Hmm, maybe I can put Final idea. Fantasy IX down for a bit and pick that up. <laughs> My God. My God. Getty, go. Uh, I actually wanted to purchase the expansion to Destiny 2 this week, but I settled for pre-ordering Final Fantasy VII Remake and Last of Us 2. I might still buy Shadowkeep. You can't stop me, Alex! <laughs> <laughs> Only if I try. Joel, hit me with your one last thing. I broke down and down a new phone, and I also broke down and got the Apple Arcade trial. And so that was, there's another 30 games on my phone I don't have time to play, including TacWest 2. Uh, I might might go back to Sty for a bit now that I don't have a shattered screen. Good call. Yeah, I've been fighting that one too, Joel. I keep reminding myself, Stadia next month. Stadia next month. Mm-hmm. Have they announced an actual date for that yet? 
Nope. November. I, I feel like a real <laughs> sucker buying the Founders Edition right now. I don't. I'm still oddly hopeful. Hmm. Next month. It's just going to show up one day. Yeah. I'll be. It'll be a nice surprise. November 1st? November 30th. Hey, I got my Stadia. I still wish they included that pistachio controller with the Founders Edition. I, st- I just hope they do a beta test. I'm afraid this thing's going to be a whole nother wow you know, update. <laughs> and World of Warcraft Day 1s as the whole thing is shut down. You, or, you do know that Blizzard is still a developer, right? Or like the Destiny 2 Shadowkeep servers. Hey, Rumor nobody is, expected it to blow up like that. Rumor is, a certain untitled goose was the cause. <gasps> and that will be it for this week's Super GG Radio. Honk. <laughs> Before we go, you can find us on Twitter at SuperGGRadio and Twitch.tv slash SuperGGRadio, where... We're going to get back to Borderlands next Monday, I believe. Joel and Kelly are almost done with Super Mario World. And I want to say Hartwig is third of the way through Metal Gear Solid 3. He just got to Dr. Snake. Ooh, that's a good I, ta- I taught him that there's a button to push your glasses up on your nose. <laughs> <laughs> he was not impressed. Extra Life is still going strong with over $400 raised so far for Team Super GG Radio. Let's keep it going. A big shout out to Trey from Nintendo Main. Brock from Damage Boost, and my big brother Phil for joining our team and helping us raise money for the kids. Hashtag can't stop, won't stop. If you'd like to reach us with questions or input, our email address is superggradio at gmail.com and provide a review on iTunes or the podcast app of your choice. That was boring. <laughs> I was busy this week. <laughs> Thanks for listening. GG, Joel. Good game. Good game, Getty. GG. And thank you for listening. Good night, everybody. Thank you.